everyone. Uh, thank you for joining us for another episode of Stuttering in Silence. My name is Gavin Soden, and I'm joined by... Matthew Lepore. And Matt, uh, what are we going to be talking about today? Movies, Gavin. Movies and TV shows? Movies and TV shows. Perfect. All right, cool. Um, well, it sounds super fun and exciting, so I hope you guys enjoy the rest of this episode. Um, and without further ado, let's get on to it. Gavin, we are live. live. All right. We are live in sight. We just got done doing our sports for a week of uh, November uh, 1st. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Look at this. We're smart. Well, te- technically, it was on Halloween. You know, you're. Anyways, mm. I'm gonna. Huh. Welcome you know, back to Suttering and Silence, guys, where I am going to fight Gavin. You know, you ever just think about clouds? Stop looking out the window. <laughs> we need to focus. I am focused. <clears throat> um, so, guys, today we're gonna be doing a movie review. Before we get into that review, guys, um, make sure you are following us on all the socials. We're gonna be putting up snippets so you guys can kind of get a little glimpse of what you're missing, what you haven't seen yet, maybe something that you have uh, glossed over as you were in the car or whatever it was. Um, we have link trees in there, so make sure you're kind of um, catching that up. And you know, just we appreciate any of the. Uh, the support up and down so thank you guys for doing that already we really appreciate it i'm not going to waste any more of your time neither is gavin so we're going to jump into it gavin what movie are we going to be going into today oh goody so we are going to be talking about a movie that is one of my top five favorite movies of all time and it's called the gentleman all right it came out in 2019 um, starring Matthew McConaughey, uh, yeah, Charlie Hunnam. Um, obviously, everyone should know uh, Tr- uh, Matthew McConaughey. Um, and Charlie Hunnam, um, was, if you don't know him, doesn't sound familiar, the star of um, Sons of Anarchy, the main character. He was also in a couple other movies. Um, I know recently he was in um, like Lost World of Z or whatever um, and stuff like that. Um, and there was also Colin Farrell in it. Obviously, everyone should know who Colin Farrell is. He's been an act, you know, in Hollywood for a long hey, time. Coach. Hey, coach. Yeah. Um, uh, Michelle Dockery. If um, she might not mm. be so po- popular with um, with American viewers so much, um, she was um, on a show called Downton Abbey. Um, where she, you know, it was like a uh, early oh, 1900s you you watch it all the time. You love yeah, it. yeah, another, yeah, yeah. I love that show. You're trying to get me into it. Yeah. Um, yeah it'll be like another invincible situation. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so she's, um, so they're all in it, and basically the premise of the movie is, it's about, it's like a, it's like a new take on, like, gangsters, I guess? Yes, yeah. And so it's like, instead of it being, like, like, Italian mob, or the Italian mafia, or whatever, it's, um, it's like, um, this American guy who is dating a, uh, British chick, basically, or he's married to a British chick and they're like older, you know, they're older in their life and they're, they're established as, you know, like crime bosses, I guess. Yep. And so they have this whole like under this whole like unit that they, um, that they, you know, they're like, they're obviously uber, uber rich and they have this whole like, uh, basically army for them, you know? Yeah. And the big thing about them, not to cut you off, but. Um, they're kind of portrayed as your yes, they're your villains, but at the same time, you're they're kind of like your backward side heroes. Yeah. So they only believe in selling. They're like the antihero. Yes, that's kind of the best way to like describe them. Yeah. So um, you have uh, it's Mikey Pearson. So um, he is the main character, Matthew McConaughey, and. Yeah. They're big weed sellers, right? Yes. Big weed dealers. They're only into weed, you know, and that's kind of what makes them. It's like everyone, like there's a lot of people that smoke weed. We know plenty of people who smoke weed or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. and it's becoming like legalized. Yeah. So it's one of those things where people are sympathizing towards that, 
And that's the big thing that they're focused on. Yeah, they have killing and this and that, but they try not to. And they try to just keep it as a weed business and distri- yeah. distribution. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh, honestly, one of the reasons why I really like this movie so much is because, like, it's a, once again, it's an, I've, I'm a huge guy, a huge fan of... Um, Huge, huge, huge fan of like mafia movies, you know, obviously like Goodfellas, um, you know, things along those lines. It's mm. just, you know, you know, it's, a, it's just a good time for me um, to watch those movies um, as, a, as a lot of others, obviously. Um, so but this movie just it just stuck out like, I mean, it, 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 it stuck out because we went to see this in the theaters and um, and a five dollar uh, movie Tuesdays. Yeah, it was five bucks. I went to go see, got, eat good food, watch the movie. And I was like, damn, like. It's actually a really good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, we were worried about it. I remember like people were like, "Oh, I hope this isn't, is it, this isn't going to be like a bad yeah. one because like Matthew McConaughey was in, you know, all right, all right, all yeah. right." Um, but it was it was really good. So like, um, yeah, as you kind of progressed, we got through, ate some good food, and just kind of relaxed and really kind of broke down the movie. But um, yeah, it was really cool. Like I like how they did. Like so, basically the the movie is based. I'm not like I'm not going to recount the whole movie, but. Basically, the whole premise was obviously, like you said, they're they're Matthew McConaughey and Michelle Do- Dockery are weed dealers. They're, they have this like empire, um, and uh, there's another guy, Henry Golding. Um, he's a I don't know if anybody I don't know if you've seen the movie Into the Into the West or whatever with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt came out like last not, year. I'm sorry. Um, basically, it came out well, a little a couple years a year ago or two years ago, and the whole premise was like they're like old school Hollywood actors. Oh, like from like the '60s or whatever '70s. Oh, and yeah. Wait, and Wait like it's the- a, it's that one meme where 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 um where Leonardo is like he has like a yellow shirt on, he's pointing with a cigarette. Yeah, is that's this, where that movie came is from. Is this? And then like they're on like they're on that one hill, and he's like, "Oh, look, that's my neighbor over there," or whatever maybe. it is. Maybe. I think I saw this with 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 Chris and Shirley the one night. They were having like a John and his. It might have been. I never saw been. it. But no, but the more you're talking about it, I saw clips from it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. basically, the guy Henry Golding, he plays Doc or Dry Eye, um, and. He in the movie um, of with Brad Pitt and all, he plays uh, uh, Bruce Lee. So, you know, whatever. Um, but anyway, so if, if anybody would re- recognize him from that, so um, yeah, so he's in it, and he basically plays a um, like an up and coming Asian crime boss, basically. And his thing is, he has to. He, there's obviously his overseers, his 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 people that he has to talk, you know, has mm-hmm. to report to and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But the he doesn't. Ups. Yeah, but he doesn't want to talk. He doesn't want to have that. He wants to be the highest. He wants to kind of create the, his yeah. own power. So he starts like coming after, um, you know, uh, Mickey and Ro- and Rosalind. You know, um, so there he's coming after them. And now Mickey and Rosalind have this right hand man, and that's played by Charlie Hunnam. Um, his name is Raymond uh, Raymond Smith, I think, in the movie. Yeah. Um. And he's basically, he's the fixer. He does everything that they need him to do, right? He needs to go kill somebody. He's going to go kill him. He needs to hide a body. He's going to hide the body. He needs to, uh, you know, orchestrate a, some celebrity getting pictures taken of them and like posing, like acting like, like they're cheating. That's yes, going to happen. Sir. And he's very effective at it. Yes. Like when I'm like, you always see in movies, they have the henchmen. Yeah. Oh, he's going to go and kill, take care of this. Okay. And then the henchman comes back and he's like, they were, oh, Batman was this. No, I'm telling you, this man. He gets everything He done. gets everything done. And it's so funny because there's a scene where uh, there was the killings that happened. They fell from like, the building. And these these kids, these like small-time gang kids, yeah. get a video on their phones. And he's like, I need that video. Yeah. And this man running mock Jesus through the streets. 
And the, what's cool about it is you 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 get to and, and that's it. I know where I'm like really skipping ahead, but you get to see you know Raymond in this kind of light, and it kind of sh- encapsulates the whole thing of what like Mickey and Rosalind are that like, their whole group is like yes yeah. they're criminals. But they're not just going to kill a bunch of kids on the street. Yeah. Right? And what's cool is... is exactly. They have a code. So when, when Raymond, the, the henchman, he's running through. He's chasing this, this kid with the phone. He's like, give me the phone back. Give me the phone yeah. back. And then they're under this underpass. And they're like, where they're going to stab him. Like, oh, we're going to wet you. Well, and yeah. because So basically... Because you kind of skipped the. It's one of oh, the best scenes in the movie. Yeah, sorry. So basically, thank you. <laughs> you're 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 chasing. So basically, the Raymond they have to go and they basically end up killing this guy, or they find they yeah, they killed him. Yes. So they killed this guy that they were questioning, and they didn't want to kill him, but he died. Um, and so these kids get like a picture or like the video on their phone of them taking the body out. Yes. And so Raymond notices it, and he's like give me the phone and the kid starts running yeah now this kid is just a regular kid he's just like you know like a he's into small time crime like probably smokes weed and steals bikes yeah or whatever literally that's all the kid and then and then he runs he's running 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 and charlie hunnam or raymond is chasing him the entire throughout all of like brussels wherever they are oh yeah over underpasses oh yeah and so they so he's like just chasing chasing anything mind you uh everyone that's like a part of this gang that 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 raymond's in like he's dressed nicely so he's in like a three-piece suit overcoat (laughs) you know dress shoes like sprinting through the streets and this kid's in like a t-shirt or like a jacket a hat and jeans yeah just like a a regular kid yeah so he and eventually the kid leads him to like the rest of his gang so raymond turns the corner there's like 15 dudes one has like a machete and then there's like a really tall guy that's like, like you know, just like menacing looking and whatever. And so he's just like chilling out. And he's he comes over to the he runs, hits the corner and, and he's like out of breath. And he's like, ah, just give me the damn phone. Like, and the kid's like, you know what? Like, I'll think I'll you know. And I'll, like he basically was just like talk, talking shit now that he's with the rest of his gang. Yeah. And then Raymond offers and the then kid Raymond, money. Yeah. He's like, take the money. Okay. Just take the money and. Give me the phone. It's like a, probably a couple thousand bucks in his hand. Yeah. Just like a wad of cash. He's like, just take the money and we'll be done. And the kid's like, no. And then the, there's like an older dude, a part of the gang walks up and his, he pulls out the machete and he's like, um, he's basically like, oh, if you, he's like, you know what? I have a better idea. Why don't you just give us the money and, or I'll kill you. Like I'll cut you or whatever. Yep. And then Raymond's, you just see on his face, it's like the the gang of like young adults and like kids thinks they're super scary. And Raymond is like, he's, it looks like he's at the DMV. Like he's just annoyed. He's just like, mother and he's fucker. Like, he's like, fuck, okay. And then he opens his jacket and he pulls out a silence, like, and like he pulls out was like MP5 a silence, like MP5 thing. And he just starts shooting it in the air and, and, he, and everyone runs, but the kid with the phone and he's like frozen in place. And then he try, and then Raymond walks up to him and he's just like, "Now, put the phone, phone down. down." And then the kid slowly puts it down, and, and then like, he walks away and he goes, da, 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 da. and he like the kid just sprints away, like he just like motions with his hand basically, and like the kid like scares the kid. Yeah. And then he gets the phone back, and then it's just like that's just a small example of like how like even if things go really really wrong. He still figures it out. Yeah, and it, 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 he really is a, a an interesting character. And you know, I know we're jumping around a lot, but the the coolest thing about him is the story of the entire movie from beginning, and I mean beginning like the first ten seconds of the movie is just a whirl spin because you open up in the scene with somebody getting sh- like Matthew McConaughey and everyone are 
They're eating like breakfast, yeah. right? And then all of a sudden, you just see Matthew McConaughey. You see a gun. Yeah. And then you just bang. hands bang. So you see brain splatter all over the stuff. And yeah. you're like, what? And the next thing you know, it's cutting into a scene. Yeah. It's like with um, actually, I guess a good segue, Coach. Yeah. Um, and Coach in this movie, he is like uh, he's like this older guy who's. I don't know. I don't really know the martial art, but I it's, it's like a Muay Thai Kung Fu kind of coach, and he's like he would be considered like your Bruce Lee ish kind of person. Yeah, like he just it's just basically like a play. He the whole thing is basically like kids that are like struggling and like live on the street, like 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 run the running in the streets yeah, and like yeah, yeah. committing small petty crimes. He like takes them under his wing and like teaches them like karate and like whatever else, um, and like how to fight and like how to protect themselves and you know whatever. Um, so they all be, they all like bond together and everything. And, um, you know, he's like, but he's super, um, you know, he's super laid back, but he's also like, Hey, like, you know, it's kind of like the same kind of a different take on like the Rocky and Mickey yeah. thing. He is pretty much like your Mickey. Yeah. I guess a younger version. Crotchety still old do a old man. Bunch of stuff. Yeah. Who just, you know, but knows his shit. And, um, yes, but well, and so like. He has this like gang of kids that like are like young adults, you know, that are like um, just you know just highly trained, highly trained to like beat the shit out of people. Um, and then what's also cool about the movie is everything is told in the third, I guess, in like everything is told in like like it's it's like a recounting. So Raymond is being interviewed or like talked to by this guy by Hugh Grant. Uh, his name is Fletcher in the movie, and he's a reporter. Uh, or a cop? Is he a reporter? Um, I think he's a reporter. You no, know, he is. He is a reporter because he got he got the uh, the information, yeah. and that's what, and that's when it cuts yes, to yes, 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 it yes. cuts to the henchman or Raymond yes. talking to him in his, so, in his house. Yeah, so Raymond basically comes home and Fletcher is in his house, and he's like, you know, hey man, like I thought your house your house was unlocked. Like I just thought I'd see myself in whatever, whatever. So the whole movie, right, is basically. A conversation between Raymond and Fletcher. Okay? Yeah. Yep. So it every so often it'll cut to like real time, which mm-hmm. is where Raymond and Fletcher are having this conversation. Or the past, yeah. Right, but the whole movie is in the past. Yeah. Like everything already happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, so uh, Coach, um, you know, he basically um, he has this um, uh, this group of guys that are just and girls that are just like you know about to beat the shit out of people, right? And they do for, they don't beat the shit out of random people. It's just like they just they just learn how to fight. Um, and so you see kind of the power dynamic between uh, Mickey and Dry Eye getting like bigger and bigger. And Mickey's basically like like there's a cool scene where Dry Eye is basically like, you know what? The only reason why me and you were talking right now is because I respect you and my father respects you or whatever. But if it had it my way, like I'd kill you and take your shit. And then exactly, yeah. And then Matthew McConaughey basically pulls out a gun. And blows his face off, or blows his nuts off. He shoots him in the dick, and then he's like, "Oh, um, don't." He's like, "Oh, you." And then one of the best little quotes of a movie I've ever heard was, "You you take a you take a shot at the king, you you best not miss." Yep. Mm-hmm. And he like whispers it to him, and then boom, the next literal second, he like blinks, and it was all in his head. Like he just he just envisioned it, and so then Mickey's like, "Okay, you want to talk shit." Um, I loved that scene. Yeah, because it got nuts. Mm-hmm. It got brutally nuts, and you're like, "Is this is this like really happening?" Because I remember watching it in the theaters, and I'm like, "Holy shit! Everyone's yeah. just dying." Yeah, and then he goes, 
And it's just so like, what did you say? Yeah. Um, but no, and, it, and it's just one of those things where it's like, and then like one of the another great scene is Colin Farrell basically plays, um, or but, but he he's obviously coach, but he's he's um he's there's a scene where he's in like a I guess like a Whataburger or like whatever like a uh, yeah, fast food yeah, yeah. place, and he's trying to get food and like there's these you know it's oh the whole movie takes place in England, yes, okay, because Mickey's an American but he married into a British family, right? So it's all the prog all the stuff is in England, um, but Colin Farrell is like. Like the coach, he's basically like, you know, um, he's standing in line and these kids are just like talking shit to the, uh, the, to one of the workers. And they're like, you know, like, you know, like you're going to give me my food or whatever, whatever. And they're like making a ride. Like, like, like they're causing a scene. They're being so douchebags. Coach is basically like, you know, shut up. You guys are annoying. And so then the kids pull out, pull out like a knife. Right. And then when I say kids, they're like probably like 17, 18. Not even. Not, yeah. Yeah. So he pulls out a knife and he's like, "You a wet you? You know, like oh, you talk shit to me." And then coaches literally slaps his, the knife out of his hand. He's like, "You're not even holding it right." And like slaps him in the face. You're gonna like, do what you gotta aim, bro. Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. yeah. He's like, he's like, come on. And then he lunges like at him again. And then he just he just basically is like playing with the kids and he's just showing them how much of a like douchebags they are. Um, and so it's just this whole scene. And then he like kicks them out. And then as he's kicking them out, he's like. You know, like I could recruit you, like you know what I mean, because like I have a, I have a, I have a boxing club, you know, like you know, here, here, here. You should come and like get your anger out or whatever. And like it just shows, like like Coach, he's just, he's kind of an asshole, but he's he's a good asshole. Yeah, and and even in that scene, they're like, oh, wait, you're the coach. Yeah, and he, they're like, oh shit. Yeah, and it's he has a reputation. He does. Yeah, um, I wouldn't want to fuck with him. No, and then um, so basically the reason, so he the reason why he ties into the story is because. His the kids he trains or whatever, they decide to get amongst themselves and decide to make a, a swing at Mickey. At Mickey, yeah. So basically, what they do is they attack one of his like warehouses, and there's funny because they have they all break in, <laughs> and they're and so what's funny about it is they make a goddamn music video. Okay? So so they're like big on YouTube and like yeah. they fight crime, quote unquote crime, yeah. and they kick ass. Yeah. <clears throat> and they make a YouTube video, like a music video, and they're like rapping and they're like talking about beating up people. And then as the song is playing, they're like in this warehouse and there's like all these like older like Irish dog dude, yeah. Irish dudes and they're like like the one guy comes out and he's like, Well what's all this then? And then he starts calling people like people's names. Hey oh Mikey and like fifteen like old dudes, not old, but I guess like middle aged dudes walk out like just tough career criminal look, look like looking guys come out of the room and they're all looking at them and they're like you know so because it's only like five of the uh, of the coach's kids there, right? Yeah. So yeah. he's like, he's not Something. so tough now. And then as the song is playing and like cutting back between the warehouse and the music video, it's just the coach's kids beating the ever living shit, shit out of out these of guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and these aren't like ra random thug guys. These are like trained, like like I said, career criminal hardened like dudes. And before this, you didn't know who these kids were. You just thought they were just like, mm -hmm. and it was funny. And, and this is why I appreciate this kind of movie is because they do things where you're not really expecting. Cause you just see these five, like, like, teen, 18, like 18, 19 year old kids, maybe even 17. Yeah. And they're like about to step, step up to the plate, try to steal all this weed. And it's just built up. Like it's going to fail. Yeah. It's built up like it's going to fail. And like this big Irish dude, Hey, yo, Mikey, hey, yeah. dog, hey, the fuck are these bullocks doing it? And, and it's just funny. Cause it's like, you're like, Oh, these kids better get messed up. And then they just piece these guys up, and they're all laughing in a truck mm -hmm. together, making a video mm -hmm. of them beating the shit mm -hmm. out of, like, 15 middle-aged dudes. And yeah. it's just hysterical. 
Um, and then the problem it comes is these kids bring all the weed to the gym, and yeah. the coach shows up, and he's like, "What is all this?" And they're like, "We made a run on Nikki Pier at Nikki Pearson," and then he's like, "You made a run at who?" Mm-hmm. And there's just a fuck ton of weed in the gym, mm-hmm. and now this is where the coach kind of comes into to play because it's like Mickey. He finds out that these kids, right? He, oh no, no. Well, he knows. He, he knows. knows that they got hit, and so basically, Mickey finds out that they got hit, and he's like, "All right, like who did it?" And he's like, "I don't know." These like kids, and he's like, "Kids?" And he's like, "Yeah, like boss." Like I'm sorry, and Mickey's like, "All right, it's fine. You know, just got your ass kicked by kids." And he's like, "Whatever." And so, I, I'm pretty sure he laughed in that yeah. scene too. Like he doesn't kill him. He, yeah, and so he's he's he's, he's a cool boss. Um, so then. Basically, the coach coach goes up to like he finds Mickey, right? Because that's how it played out, right? He yes. finds Mickey, and then he's like, "Hey, um, Mickey, listen, it was my kids that took a swing at you. I didn't approve it. I didn't know it was happening. I would never do anything to disrespect you. I would never do anything to disrespect your family, your name, whatever. Yeah, yeah it wasn't. Yeah. It was just an honest like kids' mistake. And Mickey's like thinking about it, and he's like. And he basically agrees. Like he's like, "All right, like it's your kid's fault that like you know what I mean, like whatever." Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of like where you see he's not a bad guy. Where he's like, "All right, like you fucked up, but like you're not gonna punish you like, like like the kids for it. Sure, like, I'm yeah. not gonna like kill them or whatever." Yeah. And then Mickey, or then coach is like, "Thank God, like you know whatever." Like but, I'll work for you. I'll do some stuff. Yeah, but he's like, "I'll do whatever you want." <clears throat> so Mickey's like, "I'll put that like I'll keep that in mind." So eventually. He's used later in the movie mm-hmm. um, to to basically come out on top. So cu- cutting back to Raymond and Fletcher talking, Fletcher is basically has a shit to load of dirt on the like Mickey and like his company, his like fake company. Yeah, and, and just for clarification, Fletcher is like the reporter, the reporter which guy. is this is all kind of happening around. Yeah. So the things that we're talking about. So it's about, an overarching angle. Yes. So Fletcher and Raymond are having a conversation, and that's the whole movie. Yes. The whole movie is them the <clears> recapping of the yeah. stuff that he has because. Fletcher, you find out, is taking pictures, videos. Yeah. So he's basically in the song. background the whole time. So everything that we're talking about, he's explaining to Raymond. Yeah. And they're and the movie is playing it in real time yeah. as if when Fletcher's talking. Yeah. So there you go. So, get, get, yeah. they're, so they're they're having a conversation that cuts back to them. And he's like, as the movie, as their, their conversation progresses, first it's all super buddy-buddy, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And then you cut back again after a couple of minutes and then it's like, Raymond's like, uh, you know, takes off his jacket and his like his suit jacket, and then he's like making like steak for himself, and you know, because he just got home and like whatever. And then Raymond's like, "Can I have you some?" Or Fletcher's like, "Can I have some of your whiskey, like two hundred year old whiskey, or whatever?" And he's like, "No," he pours it anyway, and it's just like stuff like 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 that's going on, right? And then it's kind of like progressing. Like he's finishing up as the movie's going on. It cuts back to them every time they're in a different yep. part of the house to look a little different, different part of the conversation. Like yeah, like just like a regular, a regular conversation would would would, would pro- uh, progress. But the whole thing was Fletcher is basically trying to. He thinks he has the one up on Raymond, right? He thinks he's got him in like by the balls, and he's like, um, there's nothing that Raymond can do. They're like, you know what I mean? He's basically just got him dead to rights, and he's just biding his time indeed and so he's like talking 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 and then um and then eventually dry eye gets his father i think it's hard to remember i haven't seen the movie in a while but um dry eye gets his father like the the big boss killed and so he gets the big boss killed 
so he can become in charge yep or whatever so he wants to run like the family business he wants to be the head honcho the boss Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. and they're like of like the rival gang to mickey and so he approached mickey with like you know we can be friends we can work together you just gotta i just gotta make more than you like i gotta be bigger than you mickey's like you ain't nothing to me (laughs) like you're nothing Mm -hmm. in comparison and he's like okay fine i'll just i'll just take it myself basically so he gets his so Mickey gets like the top Asian uh, crime boss killed, and he's like taken over or whatever. But the problem with Dry Eye is he's so he's too arrogant, he's too bullheaded. He doesn't, um, you know, he just doesn't do things the way they should be done. Because it, uh, the way the movie sets it up is like Mickey is, uh, a you know, a firm drug lord, I guess. Like he's not someone you mess with. No, and like the, the man is a genius. He's a genius. He's tough. He's been a career criminal, but he's also a, he also has a legitimate business. He also is a good, pretty good guy. It's just his life was rough. So it is what it is. Um, but Dry Eye doesn't care. He just thinks he's the head honcho. And he's mm-hmm. gonna he's gonna take out everybody he wants and yada yada yada. Um, and so you just kind of so the whole movie is going on basically, and you could just see, you know, he's just going on and on and on. He's just poking the bear, poking the bear, poking the bear, and um, you know, basically, um, uh, and Mickey is basically just like dealing with it over and over and over again until eventually it doesn't take anymore. And then there's another uh, another side plot as all of this is going on, right? Where there's like a super rich Jewish investor guy. Like uber rich, like more rich than Mickey. <laughs> yeah. And he was basically trying to buy his company or he's yep. trying to buy his land. Yes. And so the whole time, um, the whole time um, Mickey is showing him, he does like a tour of his facility. He does a tour of his grounds and like his company and all this stuff. And he's like, you know, um, we're going to, we're going to, um, we're going to sell this to you for like however many million and you're gonna buy it and yada yada, and then you can just see like the the the. But it comes to find out that the rich Jewish guy was trying to like screw over Mickey, and he thought he had no idea. But it comes out to find you come to find out that um, Mickey had an idea. Like he knew what was going to happen, and at the end of the movie, everything comes to like a culmination, you know. And you realize that like calling Mickey a genius would be like. The, the like the least that you could say yeah you know well i mean it, it, even if you just look at the aspect of the entire ending of the movie yeah right you have like the jewish guy who great you actually brought him up is the simple fact that he now has a whole aspect of i'm gonna buy your business and the beauty about everything that's happening with dry eye dry eye is getting played by him okay so this jewish investor is kind of like i want to so actually in the beginning of the movie he is trying to buy it and mickey's like you know what i'd love to expand here's what my operation looks like um basically all of this stuff and my my, and uh mikey's like you know what we'll figure out a better deal this is worth like 40 million whatever it is 400 million i forget the exact number off the top of my head but He's like, all right, we'll talk conversation. Yeah. Now you would now have the kids attack this place. 
Then you have Dry Eye and all of them attacking the place. They have to yeah. move the facility. Yeah. The facilities all around the world that or all, all around like the the areas that he has are now known. Yeah. And then you cut to the simple fact that this man, this Jewish man, was playing both Dry Eye yep. and Mickey. Yep. So how, it, everything just comes to a grinding oh shit situation. Yeah. So there's there's a specific part which I love, which kind of shows Mickey's genius, is when they bring him to the coolers and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, th- this is when like Dry Eye. Was it Dryer or was it uh, the Jewish guy who was trying to? It was gonna bang his wife. It was Dryer. It was Dryer. Yes, Dryer. Yeah, Dryer gets killed because he was trying to rape his wife, and Matt and Mikey comes in in time and kills him. And that was a cool Mickey. scene. Mickey. Yeah. Um, but at the end, yeah, he you find out that the Jewish guy culminated everything. Yeah, and he was trying to buy uh, Mickey's process. On the low, so he will offer. They're in the, the school. They're talking, and he's like, "You know, it's worth nothing now. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows where your product is. Yeah. Everyone knows that you could be attacked. Everyone knows this and knows this and knows that." And the beauty about everything is, Mickey expected all this. Mm-hmm. He goes, "I know, but my wife—that mm-hmm. I cannot forgive." Mm-hmm. And this man goes. I don't need you to buy. I don't need you to do anything. And his all right, all right, all right accent and all that kind of stuff. And then you know what he does? Just closes the fridge, lets him, and he dies. Mm-hmm. He and it's amazing because he goes, you can either kill yourself or you can burn, whatever it is. Yeah. And it's one of those things where you can kind of see that evil aspect you've been kind of waiting for. Yeah. Because everything up until that point, the the people that he's killed, the situations he's been in, he is his hand has been forced yeah. to where it's either his family or it's his business. Yeah. But in this situation, this was where it was a straight revenge, yeah, killing. Yeah. Or I guess it should be killing, killing. But he he, killing. he let loose. He let loose, and it really is like amazing to look at. And then even if you look at the simple fact of like in the beginning of the movie, like I said, it culminates at the end of the movie as well. After everything is kind of happening, everything kind of calms down, there is someone kind of coming for Mickey. Yeah. And this is where I believe that makes this movie exponentially great than a lot of like, so you, you, if you look at The Sopranos, you look at The Irishman, you look at the, um, uh, what's another gangster type mafia? Um, a Bronx Tale. Yeah. Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Yeah. Uh, Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, um, you're doing Finding so good. Nemo. No, the, the, those are desert. No. Uh, no. Cinderella. Uh, <laughs> Snow White. Stop. Stop. Um. You get, you, any, any more you want to? Nah, yeah, I think that's it. Um, but <laughs> what's cool, and the reason we brought up the henchman. Nightmare on Elm Street. I hate you. <laughs> Halloween is over. Um, but the the more and more we go along with kind of everything that's happening and everything that's kind of culminating is in the beginning of the movie, like I said before, you know, he went on his whole thing here, is um, you see Matthew McConaughey or Mikey and, he's, and there's a gun and then all of a sudden pans to the food and the whiskey and he gets shot. Come to find out, and this is why we brought the henchman up in the beginning and talked about him so much, yeah. is because as Mikey's about to get shot and killed... Mm-hmm. You see 
the henchman or Raymond come up and take out the guy. He's yep. like, Mikey, what are we doing? And this is at the same time his wife is getting raped or about to get raped. Because the way that Dry Eye set this up, he was going to try to kill Mikey and take his operation. So this is the point that we kind of uh, alluded to a little bit before. But uh, Dry Eye, the kind of one main villain, is attacking his main installation, which where his wife is working. So, um, so Dry Eye basically was like, all right, here's what we're going to do. You guys are going to go into work, mm-hmm. into their work, and just straight up kill his wife. I'm going to rape her, do this whole thing. Yeah. And then he sent somebody, like another henchman, to go kill Mickey. And it's like, holy cow, what are we going to do? And here's the best part, right? They all get free pizza. (sighs) No. Hmm. They got free bullets is what they got. So um, you, you, you get to kind of see how badass the wife is because she's she has this little um saturday night special just kind of sitting and it's like a 22 yeah and uh dry is like what are you gonna do what are you gonna do you're shoot, gonna me, shoot with me with it? that you, you you're gonna miss you yeah. miss you got two bullets you and know how goes, to aim that thing honey you gotta aim that thing honey right yep right between this guy and this is big him, fat yeah. asian dude and he's just like Ugh. literally shoots him right between the eyes and he just like falls over yeah he just absolutely checks out so now it's like it's game on yeah right he comes up everyone out there is pretty much dead and it's just them two and like he he she shot another bullet and missed so now she's like getting subdued but at this time raymond already saved uh mikey so they are who he raymond saved who did i say his name wrong Mikey. Mickey. Mickey. What the fuck? You've been saying it like six times. You should, you should, you should have just slapped me. You're across the table. Yeah, you can reach. You got a long arm. I'll drop kick you. Why? That's just... See, you know who didn't get drop kicked? Nemo. And finding Mickey's Nemo. wife. So. <laughs> but anyways, um, Mikey kind of comes and saves the day. And it's like, oh, Matt. Oh, man. Like, everyone can not kill this guy <laughs> sorry the words are just coming out it's been a long day guys but um oh, says they have the, the movie? they have this big romantic uh scene at the end and raymond kind of shows that he's like can, can, can be trusted right yeah. so then it's kind of cutting into towards the end of this movie now you uh uh raymond and um fletcher they're talking he's like listen i have all this information on you i'm gonna yeah. give it to the people he basically lays all of his cards on the table yeah and he's like, listen, I want millions of dollars. I forget the exact number. Yeah, he's like 50 million or whatever. Yeah, and mm. I want it in this. Yeah. Or this is going to the authorities. And this is when the movie takes another turn. And this is why I love this movie is because you realize that Raymond has been spying on Fletcher as well. And he goes... No, 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 naughty, naughty. And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. So Raymond kind of lays this out. And Fletcher goes, it doesn't matter. I got what I got. And boom, lays it on the table and he leaves. Yeah. So now kind of culminating to the end of this movie, right? They're on the backyard. Fletcher comes back and he's like, did you think about 
kind of all this stuff that I like I've been talking about and whatever it is. And he's like, yeah, I did. It's not going to happen. And what is it? He ends up putting him in like uh, he, they're, they're the cooking steaks together. Yeah. It's like, no, this is going to happen. We're not going to pay you the amount. We're not going to have kind of elaborate this anymore. Your days are done. I have this. If you really want to try, you're going to have to deal with with Mikey and everything like that. Um, And he's basically like, no, fuck this. That's it. So um, then the coach kind of comes into play again. So this is where he ends up saving. It was, was it it Mikey again? Oh, my fucking God. What's his name, Matt? Mickey. There you go. Am I really fucking this up so much? So hard. Dude, they're going to listen to this and be like, Matt, you even fucking watch you movie. Should, you should fucking, you should like remember Mickey because you like Mickey Mouse and like Disney. Go to Disney World. Get the Mickey Mouse ears. What's wrong with Disney World? You don't like Disney World? Hate it. Why? It's a capitalist fucking conglomerate. You know what's a capitalist conglomerate? Mickey's. What? <laughs> I didn't mean to hit the microphone again. All right, but anyways, kind of cuts the scene, and then you see that like Mickey and Raymond, ever they're in, they're in a bunch of problems, yes. right? So they're about to die. There's this whole problem. They're 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 fighting the rest of the driest people, and uh, the the Jewish guy is trying to kind of like send people at them, right? So because basically Mickey's plan worked, but he had a there's a part of like the Jewish guy is coming to like screw him. Yes. And so Mickey has to, like, play off of his back foot for a while. Like, for, like, the last couple of scenes of the movie. And he's, like, trying to figure out how he's going to make everything work, whether or not he's going to die, you know, how he's going to get out of it. And that's when it comes into where he basically locks the Jewish guy into the freezer. And he's like, you can either survive and live, you know, with with whatever or die in here. And that's when, you know, he chooses to die. Yeah, so um, you see him as he's choosing to die, <clears throat> and the coach kind of saves everyone like one last time. He's like, "No, I'm done." Yeah, and then that's when you kind of see the coach kind of go separate part, part of separate ways, and you get, you get to kind of see how the coach is like, "Listen, I'm sorry," and that's kind of his ending of the. Well, uh, yeah, because he saves Mickey, and like his his crew saves Mickey. Yes, but it you could just tell like the coach doesn't coach doesn't like to be involved in like drug no. dealing and or that was a badass crime, scene. and he's just like. You know, I want you to know, like, I did this for you because of what my kids did, but this is it. Like, this isn't. And Mickey's like, yeah, I get that, but, you know, your favor is, like, like your debt is repaid or whatever. So, but all in all, it's a great movie. Um, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've seen it a bunch of times. Um, it's just hard to remember all the little, de- de- like, details because you watch so many different things all the time. You yeah, know? we're just trying to catch up on a bunch of stuff because now um, we were, like, trying to hound sports yeah. and things like that. But um, I'm sure you guys have already watched it, and I guess this is pretty much late, but spoiler yeah. alert. I guess. <laughs> I mean, um, but, yeah, no, I loved, I loved the movie. And it's one of those things where I really appreciate it because it was a new twist on – Gangster mafia drug yeah. dealer types of movies, yeah. which is why I appreciated it. But I will say, I think one of the greatest of all time has got to be Good Goodfellas. hundred oh, percent. We should cover that one day. Yeah, that movie is. But that was really good. But and see, that's one of the things is like those are the nostalgic movies. But it was you know it was a while was, ago. Yeah. You know, nineties. Um, yeah, early nineties. Yeah. But like now, you have a lot of the same. You, you have a lot more cinematic. Yeah. You can do a lot more things. Well, that's you have what, that's more what intricate... I like about it. Is it's not 
anything that's like super far fetched. Like it's not like you know what I mean. It's like oh, Mickey's right hand man betrayed him and yada yada yada. The whole movie is basically just showing you how well of an oil, how well oiled machine, you know, of of, of a uh, like a kingpin he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like it's just it's just a great movie. Um, and we had a really fun time that night too. Yeah, no, it was a good time. It was one of those things. Was like, it was like a last minute thing we decided to do. Yeah. And it was five dollars at the movie tavern. We're like, yo, yeah. let's go watch this movie. Everyone wanted to see it. Got crayons. Grabbed all the. <sighs> Start coloring, coloring books. Um, then we like. We're on the swings. Nope. No. No. Sorry. No. But um, it really was. I encourage you guys to, you know, if we didn't do a great rendition of it or we did a great rendition of it, I still encourage you guys to watch it. It's it's, it's yeah. a fantastic Matthew McConaughey movie. Um, it has all your favorite characters in it. It has a bunch of new people that you probably haven't seen or seen in a while. Yeah. Um, and what I really do, again, appreciate about it is there's so many um, plot lines that they – kind of culminate and strength through yeah and it's just how the movie like i said how the movie set up how it's like all in the past but then it comes back to reality and then it's just snap back to reality anyway um you know oh there goes gravity <sighs> courting eminem you know every word every eminem song no i don't yes, you do. but yeah if that's if that's it on your end gab i think we uh yeah did I, f- I think uh i think the movie is like a movie and then, like, when you watch it, you're, like, you're watching a movie. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I just wanted to do this little little love piece to the movie because it's just one of those. It's just I just love watching it. And we have to we have to watch it again. We should get everyone to watch it again. Yeah, dude, we totally should. You know, while it's still kind of uh, – it's cold, but we can still kind of yeah. endure it. Um, I really do love the movie. It was fantastic. But yeah. that's it. Um, make sure you guys are following us on all the socials. You know, if you really do like this, listen, we all, if you go on our link trees, we have emails there. We have all our socials yep. go on there. Hey, Matt, Gav, why don't you cover, you know Frozen what, if, if you're, if you're or, still here, if you're still listening to us, uh, whether it be it, you chopped it up and you, you know, um, you know, you just wanted you listen to d- different parts, different days, whatever. When you get to this part in the the very end of the podcast, I and mean, if you're still here, I want you to go ahead and go to our Instagram, our Twitter, or you know, or, or whatever, uh, YouTube. Go into the comments of our latest posts and just type the number one. If you just yes, type the number one, I like that. Go ahead and you know, just to, to signify, hey, I made it this far. Listen to the whole thing or whatever, whatever. And we'll confuse everybody. Confuse everybody. Confuse everybody. Yeah. Sweet. So yeah, tune into the. I guess we'll we'll start doing that to the end of the end of the episode. See yep. what number, what word. Perfect. Um, and then tell you what, if we get to, uh, if we once we get to, let's say, two hundred followers, the person who does it will send them like a buck on on Venmo, just to know that you're special. Yeah. Or do something like that. Like we'll a just, cool high five. Like a cool high five, but I'll mail you a high five. I hate. <laughs> send them, send them like the Facebook thumbs yeah. up. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Uh, we bet you would do, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, we wanted to hope you like love this uh, love piece that we're sending out. But enjoy the rest of your day, and we hope it is. Bye.